Welcome to Mythology Breakdown, the podcast where we discuss history as told through myths, legends, and folklore. My name is Cece. And mine is Tony. And we are your hosts. Welcome. Welcome to our first fifth fifth episode. Fifth, yes, fifth episode. <laughs> uh, um, it's I was gonna say first like special episode, but I think it's not necessarily a special episode. It's just off of our main four topics that we've kind of been talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna be talking about creation myths from around the world today. Kind of round out our creation myth segment and um, really delve into things before we get into the details and specific stories, which I'm really excited about. Right. Um, real quick before we get going, I do want to quickly trigger warning. Um, we are going to be talking about some sore subjects today. We are going to be having discussions about religion. Um, so if you are very, um, Tony, help me out here. Basically, we're going to be talking about the mythologies in religion. And yeah, if, so if, if that you makes you are, uncomfortable, yeah. just, I mean... This maybe, definitely isn't the video for yeah, you. Yeah, maybe skip that section or, you know, maybe this isn't the right episode for you. But we do want you to enjoy. We talk about everything very respectfully. I mean, we're not talking about our personal beliefs, just what we've been reading and what we've noticed. Um, and then another trigger warning, just for the fact that I do have a tick disorder. So I probably will tick at some point during this episode. So if you're sensitive to that, we ask that you just please listen with caution. There you go. Case in point. Um, No fun facts today because we wanted to spend the majority of our time talking about all the different religions and myths that we're going to be talking about today. So I'm going to just immediately turn the time over to Tony for our first segment. Yes, our first one is the Hindu creationism story. Uh, I did do this creation story on Hindu and Hindu alone. All of the other ones are really just whatever like they're there yeah i feel like today we need to take everything that we you need to take everything that we say with a bit of a grain of assault of salt not of assault oops <laughs> i've been watching true crime documentaries all i day. promise i'm not beating my wife <laughs> uh, um but we just kind of looked at most popular or ones that we have a little bit of knowledge of um, like, for example, I am going to be talking about Native American creation stories, and a lot of the Native American tribes have their own versions. So I just kind of figured out a couple that I found interesting or that, you know, had tribes that were more well-known. So um, if this isn't what you know or, you know, you don't agree with it, I mean, please just let us know. We can have a nice discussion about it. We are not claiming to be experts on anything. This is just what we're finding and sharing with you guys. Yeah, it's literally just through the word of mouth. Yes. So, sorry for interrupting. You You're all take good. It back over. All right. So, Hindus' creationism story. Uh, basically, the Hindus believed that there is only one supreme spirit of the universe, oh. and that the spirit is God. Hindus also believe that God can be seen in many ways. So, for Hindus, God can take the shape of different gods and goddesses. There are several creation stories in Hinduism, so here is one of them. Uh, Before this time began, there was no heaven, no earth, and no space between. A vast, dark ocean washed upon the shores of nothingness and licked the edges of the night. A giant cobra floated on the waters. Asleep within its endless coils lay the Lord Vishnu. He was watched over by the mighty serpent. Everything was so peaceful and silent that Vishnu slept undisturbed by dreams or motion. From the depths, a humming sound began to tremble. 
Um, you'll learn about him in a minute. It grew and spread, filling the emptiness with throbbing energy. Alm, or Om, basically it was the night ending. Uh, Vishnu had awoken as the dawn began to break. From Vishnu's navel grew a magnificent lotus flower. In the middle of the blossom sat Vishnu's servant, Brahma. Now, Brahma is like head bitch in charge. Like, he's top of the top. Uh, you see him everywhere in Hindu religions and Hindu mythologies. Like, mm -hmm. he is literally so, the top. So, I'm sorry, just to clarify. This is a... Oh my gosh, what is the word? A monotheocracy? Mm -hmm. Is that the right word that I'm thinking of? Where there's just one god, but the god takes the shapes of all the other gods? Mm -hmm. That's a little confusing. It's it's a little confusing at the start. So uh, all of the gods are the same god? Basically. That's weird. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's just weird that it's like a monotheistic religion with, oh, what is the word for multiple gods? Polytheistic? I don't know. I don't. I don't think <laughs> these are the right words that I'm using. But <laughs> it's not like we're talking about monogamy and polygamous. No, uh, but I, I know that there's a specific word for a group of or a belief that has more than one set of gods. I just can't remember. But that's very weird that it kind of is both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it kind of kicks in at first of this being a single god. And then in future iterations, basically, <laughs> uh, in future iterations of Hinduism, from what I was wow. reading, I mean, we're just talking about creationism and that kind of stuff oh, today. Oh, yeah. We'll delve into more details later yeah. on stories. But... but, like, it starts off with one god, and then all of a sudden, there's all these gods and goddesses. Yeah, that's I have absolutely no prior knowledge of the Hindu beliefs. I, have, I know nothing about it. This is the first time I'm hearing about any of this. So. Oh, yeah, same. Uh, so basically, ah! Grama was head person in charge. Uh, he waited. He awaited the Lord's command. Vishnu spoke to his servant, it is time to begin. Brahma bowed. Vishnu commanded, or Vishnu commanded, create the world. A wind swept up the waters. Vishnu and the serpent vanished. So basically went to the heavens. Uh, Brahma remained in the lotus flower, floating and tossing on the sea. He lifted his arms and calmed the wind and the ocean. Then Brahma split the lotus flower into three. He stretched one part into the heavens. He made another part the earth. With the third part of the flower, he created the skies. The earth was bare. Brahma set to work. He created flowers, grass, trees, and plants of all kinds. To these he gave feeling. Next, he created the animals and the insects to live on the land. He made birds to fly in the air and many fish to swim in the sea. To all these creatures, he gave the senses of touch and smell. He gave them power to see, hear, and move. The world was soon bristling with life, and the air was filled with the sounds of Brahma's creation. Hmm. So, I'm sorry, did it start off with a separation of lightness and darkness? Uh, kind of. I mean, it started off so with... this is a very similar creation story to, like, Christianity. For the most part, yeah. It started off with the waters. There's only water. There was yeah. nothing else. And Lord Vishnu, or the Lord, created his son, or his servant, Brahma. And Brahma then created the world. Interesting. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like we were talking about last week with the 
connections between religion and mythology, it's very much so... It's very fascinating. It's oh, yeah. It's very, very fascinating how all of these different stories from all around the world seem to have some core values. Mm -hmm. I mean, like... Some core religious beliefs. Yeah, some core beliefs. There's, you know, similarities. Like, I mean, you have similar things from, you know, this part of the world and on the complete opposite side of the world. I find that so fascinating. Yeah. It's very intriguing all of all of these things and a lot of other mythologies as well yeah yeah so was that all you had for the hindu stuff that's all i i just did the creation story for okay them. i just wanted to make sure before i took the time over i first wanted to talk about talk about native americans which um i mean there's so many tribes around Oh, yeah, and they all have their the different Americas, beliefs. And they all have their own, like I stated earlier, they all kind of have their own versions of events. They have their own beliefs. They have their own mythologies. So I decided to just pick a couple. I'm going to talk about the Aztecs and the Cherokee today. And um, Cherokee has a bit of a special place in my heart because it's a Washington tribe, and we are from Washington State. Yes. There's a little info about us. Um, Please don't stalk it. I'm just playing. <laughs> Washington's a big state. We haven't said anything. I mean, if you know us in real life, I mean. Oh, what do you do? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, so other popular myths that I'm not going to talk about today include myths from the Apache, Hopi, Sioux, and Lakota tribes. Um, I definitely want to look into Native American myths in extreme detail. Oh, yeah. On. Like, this is, there's just so much. So, so much. We could do an entire podcast just on Native American mythology. Yeah. But we decided to take it all on because we are crazy. Yes. <laughs> so first off, let's talk about the Aztecs. Um, so the Aztec creator was a woman. I think this is the first woman creator that we've had. Damn. Called a coat leak. And once again, I'm just going to say that I am really bad at pronouncing names. So if I pronounce names wrong, please, please, please contact us and let us know. We're going to be doing a special episode for our Patreon content soon that's going to be us looking up all the names and looking like absolute fools, but we haven't done that yet, so I'm probably going to get names wrong. Just be patient with me. <laughs> um, so this was a woman called Coatleek, C-O-A-T-L-I-Q-U-E, and she was the daughter of Ometiculti and Omekuhatl. All right. Um... Yeah, those are hard names. They're very complicated. <laughs> um, which, and, and the name Coat Leak essentially um, is translated as the lady with the skirt of snakes. She's kind of the image of the unknown. You can see on her body she has skulls, um, snakes, hands. Like, she is just a very mystical creature. Um, she is, she has no cracks on her body, but she is defined as being very square and, like, decapitated almost. Like, she is, she's just this bizarre creature. I'm hoping, I'm gonna find a picture of her, and when we create a website or a blog or something, I'm gonna put it on there, because this is, this is something that I want to see. I hope that there's depictions of. Oh, yeah. Um... She got pregnant with an obsidian knife. All right. Pre pregnancy by knife. I think that's something that we haven't heard of yet. 
Um, and she bore Koyoksenuki. Koyoksenuki. I'm not even going to attempt to spell that because, yeah, if you know how to pronounce that, please let me know. But <laughs> she became the moon. And she also had a son who became the stars. She got pregnant again accidentally when she put a bundle of feathers in her bosom. So essentially she just stuck some stuck, stuck, stuck some feathers in her bra and she got pregnant from it. Because why not? Pregnancy by knife, that's one thing. Pregnancy by feathers, oh, that's completely normal by that point. Zeus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so this made her children mad. Because... According to them, an immortal deity could only give birth once. So the fact that she got pregnant again was baffling to them. They were like, you can't, you can't get pregnant again. Like, what the heck? So they decide to overthrow her. They're like, we're going to destroy you. We don't want you. And you're like, you know, you're obviously not good. Right. So she birthed Huitzilopochtli. Huitzilopochtli. That's a really hard one. Tony, do you want to take a look at this name and see if you sure. can pronounce it? Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. I'm kidding. Hootsilopot. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, God. Yeah, see, it's a very... Here, I will spell this one out. H-U-I-T-Z-I-L-O-P-O-C-H-T-L-I. Very complicated. Yes. Um, but he was essentially became like the god of war. And he helped um, Coatleek defeat the original children. Um, let's see. So he killed them all. He killed everyone and everything crumbled. And it created the heavens and the earth and the creation as we know it. So basically the creation was the result of a war. Is what my understanding of it was. That's my interpretation. I could very much so be wrong. Please don't come attack me because I'll cry. Woo! Um, was that for this one or was that for my next one? I need to start writing better notes, Tony. Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> um, That's why I have a script. <laughs> so another thing that I just wanted to quickly point out about Hudsilapochtli is that in some accounts, he is stated to be another child of the original parents. Yes, there we go. Let's just leave it at <laughs> and that. And they had multiple other children. Um, I decided not to get into that because this is just the way that the story was written out from my understanding. Right. So, I mean, obviously, like I said, some tribes have more than one or like um, creation story. Right. So this is just the one that I found, and I decided this is my interpretation of it. The other one that I want to talk about today is the Cherokee, and I love this story. I thought it was so interesting. They have two versions as well, and one of them is kind of more detailed and in-depth, but only with, like, the names and descriptions. Hmm. So I just kind of went with the more basic one. Um, the world started out with only water, and the animals all lived in the sky. Every single animal lived in the sky. There was just this big, muddy water pile below them. They had nothing to do with it. But the sky started getting crowded. So they sent down a beetle, later known as the water beetle, down to this water to kind of scour it and see, is there any space that we could come and inhabit? And it was only water. 
So the beetle decided to dive down underneath the water and see if there was anything underneath it. Well, he eventually found the bottom of the water and he found a muddy substance that he brought to the surface or that was raised to the surface after its discovery, after it was touched. And this became very, very wet land. So an animal at this point, um, I believe it was later stated to be a spider, um, attached this land that rose to the sky using four strings. And it was later stated that um, if the world will end, the strings will come apart and the land will sink again. Hmm. So I found that I, that was that was what really drew me into this. Um, the land was too wet to live on. So they really couldn't inhabit it. So they sent a buzzer down from the sky. And this buzzer was from Galanlai. And he prepared it. And every time his wings would hit the ground, it would dry it off and make it livable. And this would form hills and valleys and mountains and basically create a landscape. And so the animals inhabited this earth. They were happy. They were, you know, the water creatures went to go live in the water. The sky creatures lived in the sky. The land creatures lived on the land. And eventually they were like, hey, it's really dark. So they created the sun. Huh. <laughs> yes. Um, so this is very animal-based, then. Yes, it's very animal-based. I mean, and later on they do have stories of, you know, beings and stuff, but this was the actual creation, which is what we were talking about. And then another kind of piece that is not that is kind of related later is the story of Quetzalcoatl. Have you ever heard that story? I don't think I have. We talked about it a little bit in my high school children's class, children's literature class. Yeah. Well, I know you weren't in that class. Can't tell you. <laughs> I know you weren't in that class, but it this I mean it basically stated that Quetzalcoatl and Tezcatlipoca, Tezcatlipoca, Tezcatlipoca. Sorry, my brain just <laughs> stuttered. Stuttered. Um, they either fought or cooperated to create the earth and humans and, you know, more landscape and stuff. So, I mean, they either fought and destroyed everything into being what it is today, or they cooperated. No so there's different, different, yeah, there's different ideologies of the story. Yeah. And I mean, that is, that is essentially what I have for Native Americanness. Like I said earlier, there is, there is so much to Native American mythology that we could do an entire podcast on it. And I definitely am going to be spending as much time as possible during this podcast on this because there is just so much. Right. I mean, there, how many, do you know how many tribes are in the United States alone? Oh, I have no idea. Let me see if I can find this. Let me see if I can look this up really quick. I'm going to look this up while I turn the time back over to you, and you can go on to your next story. Yes. So, a couple of weeks ago, we had covered Norse mythology. Well, Celtic and Norse mythology are very close together. And I say that because, uh, I mean, Ireland, Norway, all that kind of stuff uh, kind of existed at the same time. So, I don't really have a creation story to the Celtic mythology, but I do have... Uh, kind of their base points, their word of mouth, all that kind of stuff. Uh, basically, Celtic mythology, also known as the mythology of Celtic polytheism. What? I'm a dummy. What? Why did I think Cherokee was in Washington? It's in North Carolina. Nice. I am... Chance is going to be very upset with you. 
chance, don't come at me. <laughs> I am admitting my faults right here, right now. I am donning the coat of shame. I am so disappointed in myself. If any of our followers wants to send us a dunce cap. Yes, then... please. I will post a picture <laughs> on all social media with me wearing it. I am so disappointed in myself. Yes. Um, but to answer my question from earlier, there are 564 tribes in the United States, or 562 tribes in the United States, and 574 recognized. Damn. Yes. So there right. is a lot of tribes. A lot of history to go through. Anyway, I'm sorry for interrupting. You're good. Please continue. All right. So Celtic mythology was known as the mythology of Celtic polytheism. Uh, it dates back to the early centuries and has survived through oral tradition, mainly storytelling. Uh, these legends and sages were first recorded by Christian monks in Ireland and by Norman invaders in England. Most of the records were taken around the 11th century. Some of the stories have been popular, especially the Arthurian romances. Hmm. These myths happened at a time before the existence of the church, when tribes and individuals survived as best as they could in a world plagued by mysterious forces. Symbolisms of death, rebirth, and life are found in Celtic mythology. The magic of the ancient world and nature abound in these legends. Wow! Nice. <laughs> Since most of the records were by Romans, Celtic gods were given Roman names and descriptions. Uh, Celtic mythology originates from the ancient people of Ireland and Wales. Celts also lived in the French region of Brittany, Scotland, ah! Ir or the Island, Isle of Man, while well, I can't speak today, and Cornwall. Do you know where the Isle of Man is? I have no idea. Can I look that up really quick? Uh, after I'm done searching this, yes. All right. <laughs> At the peak of their power, they dominated a large part of Europe, from the British Isles to what is now Turkey in the east. So they were pretty widespread, the yeah, Celts yeah, were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Now, and once again, Roman influence, which means Greek influence. Yes. Now, the Celts were neither a nation nor a race. They were groups of people bound by culture, language... Wow! Oh my god, that was really loud. Yes. Uh, they were people bound by culture, language, and religion. They did not have a centralized government, but lived in hill forts. Weird. Uh, the Celts... They were just little communities. Basically, yeah. Uh, the Celts made a living through livestock and farming with a reputation... Oh, sorry, that word slipped my mind. With a reputation of brave warriors, they conquered Macedonia, the Macedonian Wars, and northern Italy before the Roman invasions that reduced them to a few small groups. The Germans also subdued the Celts in Central Europe. Their way of life and culture were documented by Roman Empire historians. The Celts were described as pagans and had no belief in written language, but chose to pass on their myths and sacred teachings orally. Like everyone else. Mm -hmm. No one ever thinks to write anything now. Nope. Despite this, they were cultured and had a rich oral tradition <laughs> made up of hundreds of stories with elements such as gods, heroes, beautiful women, adventures, romance, magic, and even monsters. I'm so excited. Uh, basically, their structure of their society, uh, they ev every tribe had a king, 
who was the highest in the rank of the community. Uh, they had three classes in each tribe, namely the religious leaders, which is number one, the Druids, uh, the war warriors and noble knights, and then the farmers and commoners. So Weird. they had so, their own structure of society. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's bizarre. I mean, it almost feels like the way that they were set up, it was very similar to how, you know, Tribes and stuff were set up in the Americas after, mm -hmm. like, you know, before the settlers came. And, yeah. And, I mean, not to bring race into it, but, I mean, they were probably not considered suchists, so. Yeah, probably not. It's just so interesting to see how history and time repeats itself and that the inherent human nature is something that is unchanging. Yeah. Throughout time and history. Now, going away from that... Celtic mythology had four subcategories or groups. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, the mythological cycle. Uh, this is the record of the invasions by supernatural beings and deities. The cycle focuses on the activities of the Celtic gods, mainly about how five races of supernatural beings went into war to gain control of Ireland. Uh, Dagda was their chief god, and legends record tales of his magic cauldron, that could bring the dead back to life. Weird. So their lead god was a god of death. Yeah, he was basically a necromancer. He... Interesting. I feel like we're going to have to do an episode at some point just on the lead gods from all the different religions and compare them. Maybe for Patreon. Maybe. Uh, the Fenian Cycle. This details the hunting adventures Fion Mac Cumhel who led a heroic group of warriors known as Fianna to protect the Scottish and Irish lands. The stories describe exciting experiences and hand-to-hand -hand fights. Did you just say Irish? Did I? Yes. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Irish lands, not Irish. Uh, Ulster Cycle, or stories of warfare and victory tales of warriors, especially Cuculain, the champion of Ireland. And last but not least is the King Cycle. This is a series of tales of the battles of legendary Irish kings that have inspired the Celts. So they have rich history. Oh, yeah. They have so many different styles of religion and mythology just through this. The four subcategories. And it's amazing. Now, is this what Brave would be included in? You know, the Disney movie? Yeah. Uh, Brave would be included into this. Some other, like, more Irish or Celtic beliefs and views, like the show Vikings from... Uh, That's a Viking show. That's a, That would be Norse. Well, they had a lot of Celtic inquiries in there, too. Maybe. Because... I don't know. We've only watched the first episode. Well, so. yeah. I mean, <laughs> back way when uh, Norway had invaded ireland wow. and nice thank you <laughs> and so there's a lot of uh, different styles and different views that i've seen just looking at uh, the celtic religion oh my gosh there's so much information we're gonna be doing this podcast for like the rest of our life yes <laughs> 70 years here we go <laughs> all righty well i think with that it's time for us to take a quick break go to the bathroom get some water stretch our legs pet some cats Maybe take a nap. I'm just kidding. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Mythology Breakdown. Hope you guys enjoyed your whiz like I did. <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes right now. Yes, yes, she is. Uh, so, Cece, starting us off, what what are you talking about now? I want to talk about the Japanese creation myth. Okay. Um, I definitely I want to delve delve into more Asian mythology. Right. Soon, that'll probably be episodes down the line, solely focused on mythologies from Asia. But I found the Japanese creation myth to be quite beautiful. Like, it is just so, so nice. I'm so excited to be able to share this with you. Do you know anything about the Japanese creation myth? I know absolutely nothing about Japanese creation myth. So this is going to be new for you, too. Yes, ma'am. Alrighty. So it all began with darkness. And in it was one germ of life that became the source of everything. So... Everything started with just one little germ. Stop telling me to speak louder, Tony. Um, so this germ, it eventually separated, and the heavier part sunk to the bottom, and the lighter part sunk to the top. Sunk to the top. Rose to the top. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as this heavy part sank, it became this muddy ocean. And from this muddy ocean grew a singular green shoot. Like, you know what a shoot is? It's a type of plant. Yeah. Like, kind of like a stem. Yeah. Um, this green shoot grew and grew and grew until it reached the heavens and became a god. So the first god was a plant. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's a human. Or, not a human. It's a god. But, you know, it could speak and stuff. Right. But it, became, it started out as a plant. Um... This god became lonely, so he decided to create more gods. Now, the two we're going to be talking about today are actually the youngest two. Their names are Izanagi and Izanami. They were the youngest two of all of the gods. And one day they were walking on this muddy water, and they wondered what was underneath of it. So they pulled out mud, and that hardened and became the islands of Japan. Very similar to what happened in the Native American creation story that I talked about earlier, which involved the bringing up of the surface of, or not the surface, the bottoms of the water to the top and creating land. Right. Which is, you know, once again, I mean, Native America and Japan are not anywhere close to each other, and yet their creation stories are very, very similar. Humans. I love them. Yes. Okay. So they pulled out, you know, the, the mud, and they made, they made Japan... And they created plants and beauty that covered the island. But not by any living creatures. Um, they married, even though they were related. And they decided to fill the island. <laughs> they decided to populate the island. Um, their first daughter was so beautiful that they decided that she was too beautiful to be on the earth. Huh. So they made her the sun. Their second daughter became the moon, and their son was the stars. Oh, no. Their son was not the stars. Sorry. Their son was an angry, stubborn... I can't think of the word right now. Um, What is it when you're, like, jokester? Like, sneaky? You know what I'm talking about? Rebellious? Not necessarily, but yeah, we'll go with rebellious. Their son was rebellious and he was the god of storms 
he was very much so a jokester and stuff, you know, didn't take much seriously. At least from my interpretation of it. That's my interpretation of it. Repeating, my interpretation of it. Um, we don't have to do it with these. We don't have to say it with these. It's Christianity where we have no, to... No, 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 but this is... I mean, this is... this. People could still believe this. I mean, and this is a part of history. And, you yeah. know, people can translate it and interpret it however they want. Right. So anyway, the sun bore sun. <laughs> Sun Boron. S U N Boron S O N. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this son became the very first emperor. And now every emperor after this one claims to be descended from this original emperor. So they hmm. ascended, they basically claim to be ascended from gods. Right. Which I found very fascinating. And that's kind of where it ends. I mean, you know, it was a very nice, neat little tail wrapped up and tied up with string. Huh. Um,. But yeah, I found that very interesting that they connected, even, I mean, I don't know, does China still have emperors? Or Japan, Japan? Oh my gosh. I think, I think Japan still has an emperor, I think. Uh, I'm not sure. But anyway, yeah. you, whether or not they still have emperors, or they stopped having emperors, you know, however long ago, they all claim to be descended from this one original emperor who was descended from hmm. a god who is descended from a god who is descended from the god. And it's just, it's very, very much so interesting. I am, I love, I love it. Heck yeah. Um, so, Tony, it's your turn. All right. Next, I'm going to be talking about the African creation myth, or myths, because... Once again, you know, lots of yeah. different myths we took just... Oh, yeah. Just a few from every different uh, aspect of the world really. Uh, so there's multiple different types of creation myths, and they all kind of had a little bit of differences mm -hmm. in them. Like, one is the myth of the world, uh, one is the myth of mankind, the myth of death uh, are the main three that I'm going to be talking about today. Okay. Uh, first off is the creation myth of the world mythology. Uh, many African tribes hold true to the idea that Ama. I don't exactly know what Ama means, but I'll figure it out after it, this. It, it could be their interpretation of, like, maybe chaos. Possibly. Or, you know, like how this one started out as a germ, which became a seed. I mean, it could just be their definition of a primordial being. Okay. Like creator is what kind of what I'm thinking, maybe? Possibly. Uh, it says shortly after that a supreme god mated with the earth to produce an egg. A cosmic one, at that, from which the twin Numo gods hatched and created the universe. Another belief is that Ama created the cosmic egg, so it might be like their higher, like the first god. Primordial. Yeah. yeah. Uh created the cosmic egg and it rised the or it rises to the entire world. Uh, then there are those who believe that a snake is responsible for the advent of the earth. One that follows or oh, wow, I can't speak. One that forms the rainbow as it spans across the sky. Interesting. Another myth revolves around Boomba, the supreme god. He and he in the grips of great pain retched and vomited up the entire universe and humanity. Same. Me too. <laughs> I retch and vomit up. Universes on a daily basis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doesn't everyone? Yeah. 
Uh, next is the creation myth of mankind. Uh, one folklore surrounding the creation of the humans is that Zhuok, the creator, me meandered, wow, I thought it said meandered, meandered around the world and fashioned mankind out of clay, using material of different color from the various areas he visited. By calling out the different attributes he wished to see, he molded them into the perfect beings. Weird. So, I mean, honestly, this is the first one that's really talked about how, why humans are, look different. Mm-hmm. I like this. Why each human has a different skin color and yeah, stuff like and, that. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. Uh, the Shiluks, don't know how to pronounce that, believe that the colors of the races are from the types of sand and clay he used to mold man. Another folklore cites that the son of the sun, Lisa, and the moon, Mawu, sent their son, Gu, down to the earth in preparation for the people, and he taught them the essentials of growing their own food and building shelter. Hmm. Kitty. Uh, the creation myth of death mythology. This one really interested me. Uh, the African mythology myth is that the gods meant for humans to be immortal. Also, that death was introduced when the wrath of the gods was incurred, either by the animals or the people by some unlucky mistake. Newer people, N-U-E-R, people blame a hyena to sever the rope that linked heaven and earth, while the dinkus, D-I-N-K-A, I know, uh, tell of a woman who in her greed hit the god with her hoe, who in a fit of anger cut this rope. Hmm. The people of Luya relate that a chameleon placed the curse of death on the people when a man refused to give it food. Another tale of the chameleon is that it was to deliver the news of eternal life to the people, but a lizard arrived first and told the people of death instead. I don't know if you can hear that in the mic, but my cat just uh, went straight up to the microphone and purred right into it. I really <laughs> hope you guys can hear that, because it's really cute. Our cat is really cute. <laughs> She woke up from a nap just she to did. bother the podcast. Woke up and she decided to come to the microphone. So I'm sure you heard her throughout that whole segment stomping on my papers and yeah, stretching and stuff. So that was it for the African that was really interesting. creation myths. Yeah, no, it tells literally how mankind, how death, and how the world was created. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's short, sweet, and to the point. Now, last but not least is our most controversial subject of the day. Yes, so if you do not feel comfortable listening to us talk about religion in a mythology standpoint, yes. please click off of the video now. We are going to be talking about Christianity and Judaism and the creation of Adam and Genesis. Yes. So if uh, you... I mean, if yeah. you're not comfortable with that, I mean, like I said, we're going to be very respectful. This has nothing to do with our personal beliefs. This is just from a scientific standpoint. Yes. Okay. So, Tony, how familiar are you with the Christian, Christian creation story? I've read the Bible once. That is it. Okay. So, what I know. do you know about the creation story? Do you know anything? No. Okay. So, I grew up in a Christian faith. And so I was taught the creation story 
a lot. Like, I know it pretty well. So I don't have a ton of notes written down for it. I'm just going to kind of go off of my knowledge and some things that I found. And I just really want to keep in mind that we are looking at this from a mythological standpoint. I just wanted to kind of look at the comparisons because it is very interesting. And I think we've discussed this before, how religion is, you know, often has the same kind of aspects as um, myths do, you know, some of the sim similar thoughts and, you know, portrayals and symbols, but, mm -hmm. you know, we view them very, very differently. I mean, a lot of people view the Christian stories or the Judaism stories as fact, and, you know, this was the same belief for a lot of people who had the original mythology beliefs. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just very interesting. So I just want you to, you know, come out this patiently um, I'm totally willing to have discussions on this with anyone who isn't, you know, who wants to. Right. So, okay. So let's get into it. So Christians believe that the earth was created over six days. On the seventh day, there was rest. Do you at least know that much? Yes. Okay. So what's interesting about this is there are actually signs that the story in Genesis actually comes from Mesopotamian mythology. So right there, right then and there, you already got your first influences. The stories are very, very similar. Um, it also is a story from nothingness. You know, there was a god who created the earth out of nothing. Right. And that's another aspect that we often see in mythology. So it's just very, it's, it's just so fascinating to me. Um, so in Genesis, the god goes. By, the God goes by two names, Elohim and Yahweh. 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 Mm -hmm. I apologize. Thank you for correcting I me. actually took a class in high school that talked heavily about Yahweh. So. Okay, and I grew up, I think, with Elohim. So Yes. Um, so the names are the same, but they don't... They, he doesn't ever get referred to as either of those names really in the Bible, which is the main text that Christians read from. Um, he is mostly just called God or Lord. Right. Um, so there is no origin of this God. It just came out of nowhere, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, it's interesting because, um, there are some beliefs that when we die, if we live the right life, we will become a God ourselves and we get to do what this God did. Right. So we will basically get to create our own universe. And if you think about it from that standpoint, I mean, it makes you wonder, like, how, like, what happened before this god? And so that's something that I want you to keep in mind, is that we are looking at this from a mythology standpoint, and based on that fact alone, it's very interesting, the implications of it. Okay, so seven days. Do you know what happens on any of the seven days? Um... I believe, like, day three or day four was, like, the Lord said, let there be light or something That's like that. That's day one. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so, day one, the, the God created light and darkness, and he called them day and night. Right. And on day two, he separated the earth from the heaven. So, he made them two separate things, which I'm assuming was why we have, the, you know, sky and earth. Right. Um, on the third day... He created the lands, trees, plants, and fruits. So there's nothing living on this earth yet that's um can like really move on its own. It's all just 
landscape. Right. On day four, he created the sun, moon, and the stars. However, I don't think it's ever explicitly stated that it's the sun, moon, and the stars, at least in the Bible that I grew up with, I don't think. I'd have to look. Um, he, they called them greater light and lesser light because a lot of the gods in mythology, they were referred to as the sun god or the moon god or the star god. And so... Um, they call them the greater and lesser light to kind of separate themselves from that, which right. I found really interesting. I did not make that connection. Hmm. On day five, he made the flying and the water creatures, which were some kind, sometimes called sea monsters, and actually points to, you know, sea monster activity and stuff. I There was a specific name that I read that I really wanted to talk about, and I didn't write it down, and now I'm kicking myself in the butt. So, like, Nessie? I don't think it was Nessie. <laughs> um, so yeah, flying and water creatures, still don't think living on the earth, which is what he does on the sixth day. On the sixth day, he created the earth animals, and he also created a man by the name of Adam. Mm -hmm. So do you know the story of Adam and Eve? Yes. Okay, we're going to go through it quickly, but I just wanted to know if you knew anything about that. So after these six days, God took the seventh day, and he... Made it a day of rest where he didn't do anything but enjoy what he had done for the week. And that's why... Sunday. Yeah, that's is... why they have Sunday and Christians don't do anything on Sundays. Or most most Christians don't. Right. It's a day of rest. It's a day where they don't do things. So now we have this earth. And really quickly, just because it pertains to the story and often Adam and Eve are connected with the creation. I just want to go through this really quick. You said you know a little bit about Adam and Eve. For the most part, I'm yeah. I'm going to go through it just in case our listeners don't. I know that Eve was created from Adam, took a rib from Adam, gave to Eve. Yep. Um, so Adam lived his life and he was naming, he was in charge of naming all of the creatures. He named all of the animals. He named all of the fish and the sky birds creatures. <laughs> the sky birds creatures. <laughs> and he also named the trees and the fr Like, he named everything. Right. And he basically got to live in paradise. I mean, this dude was, like, immortal. You know, he couldn't age. Yeah, he could never get die. Sick. He didn't need to eat. He just basically got to live his best life. And... He became a little lonely over time. He saw that all of the other creatures had mates and they had people to interact with and he didn't. So he asked God to create him a partner. And so while Adam was sleeping, God took one of his ribs and created a woman out of it by the name of Eve. And nope, I think that's Greek mythology. I was going to say I feel like there was actually no... I think, I don't think it's talked about in the Bible, but I think that in some versions of this story, there actually was a woman before Eve. But I, maybe that might be Greek. I, I'm thinking that's Greek. I'm thinking so too. I'm gonna, I'll get back to you guys on that one. Um, he created Eve, and God was like, okay, you have two rules don't eat the fruit from this tree, but also multiply and replenish the earth. But you can't multiply and replenish the earth. Because, you know, you can't have kids because you're immortal. You can't, you don't change. Right. And so, I mean, this points to the fact that they did have to, you know, sin by eating the fruit in order to be able to do this. But that's besides the point. They essentially could have just lived the rest of their lives just 
in this garden. Yeah. Like, that's all they had to do. Literally in paradise. In paradise. However, we have Satan, who is in the form of a snake. And Satan comes to Eve and is like, hey, you see this fruit? Um, you should take a bite of it. And Eve was like, hmm, okay. And I mean, I don't know if she knew that that was the exact fruit. I'm not quite sure. I mean, there's interpretations galore about this uh, from a Christian and non-Christian standpoint. From when I used to be heavily into uh, the Christian beliefs, um, I was taught it as God, like, showed them. Like, yo, this is that fruit. Do not eat this fruit. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I was taught, but that was, you know, also taught in a Christian yeah. environment. So, I mean, always blame the woman. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> there's so many options and explanations. And... Damn women. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eve ate the fruit and she brought it to Adam, and Adam choked on it, and that's why we have Adam's apples. Fun yep. fact. Um, so, God became angry with them, and he was like, You ate this fruit! Blah! And he. Um, I want you to play God. <laughs> and he, oh my God, expelled them from the Garden of Eden. He gave them the knowledge of right and wrong and told them, okay, now you get to just go basically do each other and have a bunch of kids. Okay, same. So that's, you know, the creation story according to Christianity and Judaism in the Bible in the book of Genesis. And a bunch of other tied in religions as well, like Catholicism. Well, and... that's technically... I mean, the Christ-based religion Yeah, is what we're going with. Uh, so, can I backtrack a little yeah, bit? please. So, when you said something about the snake and mm. Satan, I kind of drew a parallel to Egyptian mythology. Because if you look at it, the serpent was this evil primordial being who lived in the underworld. And you had uh, Anubis and Osiris and all of them who were down there who were trying to protect the earth from that, that serpent. Yeah, I mean, so you do you know the story of the war in heaven between Satan and God? I've heard of it. I think we should go over that like in a later episode, but I've heard of it. Okay, yeah, no, that's something that I definitely want to talk about. Athena! Kitty. <laughs> My cat is being very naughty right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, like I just drew a lot of parallels to Yeah, I mean it's all it's all very fascinating the fact that we can draw parallels. I mean it's very, very fascinating the fact that there are just I mean, all of these consistencies throughout all of the world and you know, some things are very much so believed today. It makes me wonder, you know, I come from America, I come from a very Christian-centered community, so I I wonder if any of these other mythologies are still practiced in other parts of the world. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could see uh, the Nords still doing, you know, all of their, like, Valhalla and all of their, like, Nordic mythologies and it just, it's mythology is very fascinating from a modern standpoint mm -hmm. because think about how fast we can you know communicate with people these days and tell stories these days and i mean people tell stories every single day that's why we have books oh yeah the it's fact that you people... can search on the internet and go hey tell me about this mythology and then all of a sudden you're scrolling through 
pages and pages of different articles. Not even just myth- mythology books. Like, I'm talking about people still make stories up today. And oh, yeah. so it brings up the question, you know, back then when these stories were being told, were they just that? Or did people believe that they were true? I mean, like, it just makes it just makes you really think about history and humans as a whole. And that's why I'm so glad that we decided to do this podcast. It has been an absolute pleasure getting started on this. And it has really renewed my love of humans mm-hmm. and history and mythology and the world. I mean, I'm just, I'm so excited to be joining this journey, especially with the love of my life. Yes. Yes. All right, not to get sappy or sweet, but I think that's all we got for today. We don't really, we're not going to do an in the media segment today just because, you know, we talked about so much and, you know, we really haven't found a lot of on creation myths. I mean, I think the most well produced or the most commonly produced creation myth is going to be the re- current religion based ones like the story in Genesis with Adam and Eve and the creation that way. Um, Give it another about 600 years and we'll have a new story. <laughs> I'm sure. So um, next week, Tony, what are we going to be talking about? Do you want to unveil our next subject? Yes. So next week we are doing cursed mythologies. Cursed origins. Yeah. So like Medusa, the Wendigo, uh, a bunch of different like scary myths within monsters around the world Mm -hmm. that were cursed to become what they are oh yeah and i am so excited about this the story of medusa is what made me want to do this podcast oh yeah especially the roman story of medusa roman story of medusa yeah there's two different stories oh i didn't know that yes yes (laughs) i was just talking about the one that i read but you know what we'll learn all about that next week um, Mr. Tony, where can you find us outside of Spotify and yes. Apple, Apple Podcasts? So outside of Spotify and Apple Podcasts, we have a Gmail. It is mythologybreakdownpod at gmail.com. You can send us emails saying if you love us or you hate us or anything that you want us to talk about and or if you want to shout out, do it. Uh, just so then that way we can have a little bit more interaction with the people. Yeah, ask us questions. We'll answer them on the air. We haven't received any yet, but we are, you know, we're itching. We're, we're itching. We're pushing for it. Uh, we can also be found on TikTok at mythology underscore breakdown underscore pod. Yep. Uh, and on our Facebook group, Mythology Breakdown, colon, the podcast. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. I think I've been saying it wrong this whole time. You're all good. Uh, I just found that out when I shared my meme on there last night. We're doing awesome. Yes. We have totally got this podcasting thing. Yes. We, and we get it. We're I, pros. I shitpost memes sometimes. Yes. And so... So you can find us on TikTok and Facebook, and that's where we're going to post our updates and special things. Um, I tend to talk about on... TikTok, I'm going to go into kind of a, here's what you missed on the episode for just kind of the basics, some more explanation if people have them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, be sure to interact with that for more content. Um, Woo! And then the Facebook group we use to discuss what happened during the week. Um, Still quite small, so not a lot of discussion yet, but we are looking very much so forward to growing with you guys. 
we have realized that there is, like, I thought that I knew a lot about mythology. I know nothing. I am so excited to be learning alongside you guys. So until next time, I've been Cece. And I've been Tony. Have a good night.